Mega Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Sarah Reynolds. I'm Via Williams. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. If you look up joy in the dictionary, it's described as a feeling of great happiness. And you know, it was interesting. So I said, okay, I looked up joy, the word, right? And happiness is the definition. Well, if you go and look up the word happiness in the dictionary, listen to this, ladies. And the dictionary, happiness is described as the state of being happy. And the dictionary uses it in a sentence, which I found fascinating, which is the dictionary says, an example of happiness in the dictionary is, she struggled to find happiness in her life. What? So weird. The dictionary does not really know how to even tell you how to find happiness. Like they don't even know how to define your dictionary. I know. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Right. You know, and if you look up the word happy, it's defined as a feeling or showing of pleasure or contentment. But I was Mm. like, I I am blown away that joy and happiness don't even really get accurately reflected in the dictionary to tell us how to describe it. Yeah, it's like the double negative. That's just a weird sentence. I know. I mean, it makes me wonder, like, who writes those? That's like (laughs) someone that's not happy. Someone that's not. That's one of those rabbit holes. I I will now go into. I think it shows that, like, it's a word happy or happiness or joy. It's a word that we use, but really, when you sit down to even define it. Like yeah. the dictionary itself is struggling with that. So yes. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. You know, the other thing, ladies, too, is in life, we're taught to have this like strong worth ethic, right? You know, to, yeah. to take responsibility and, and you know, to desire to learn, to desire to get better at what we're doing mm-hmm. and, and to be a good citizen, all the things. But school, it, it, we, we get taught that, but school, and, and I would even argue like conferences and yes. different things we go to, they don't focus on like joy, and, you know, contentment, happiness. Mm-hmm. They focus on pleasure sometimes, but not not like joy, contentment, happiness, yeah. like deep-seated joy. Yeah. And I mean, churches do, you know, but but I don't think a lot of the the schools and classes, it's, it's unusual to hear mm-hmm. that. So and, you know, you look at like our companies that we run or that we work for or whatever the case is. In my case, you know, I work for a company. And do you know that like we're given all this vacation time? Like, you know, it can be two mm-hmm. weeks. It can be three weeks sometimes. It can be some mm-hmm. some companies Facebook like hours. Like four weeks, yeah. Well, we don't have vacation time. There's no stated vacation time as, as, an, as a policy. It's just like an honor system. Like if you're hitting your numbers, you can go, right? Mm-hmm. But do you know that U.S. workers struggled to take vacation time? They literally struggled to fill out and to go to their maximum vacation time. And they often left on average 25% of paid time off on the table. Mm. During the wow. pandemic, they were leaving wow. a third, 33%. Yep, 33% wow. of vacation time was unused during like the peak of the pandemic. Wow. Wow. I, I think as as a country, as, especially Americans, and I know we have listeners from all around the world, but our American listeners for sure struggle, struggle with this, right? Mm-hmm. I think our if you look at our society and our culture, it there's a lot of like guilt mm-hmm. around around uh, taking time off, yeah. finding joy, being unapologetic about it, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I I mean, honestly, it's 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 harder, at least for me as a as a leader. Like, I have been in 2021. I have focused more on other circles of my life outside yes. of my work circle. Yes, and I'm noticing. I was ta- I went to lunch with my mom on Tuesday, and 
I started, I started crying. And because I had three team members say something to me, almost as if like, like, how dare you take time off? Like they mm-hmm. didn't say that mm-hmm. in those words, but that mm-hmm. is what they said. No, like, yeah. To where I told my mom, I said, I don't even think I can post anymore. Like on social media. That I'm doing that, other things. Other That than I'm work. doing yeah. other things. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was the worst feeling, mm-hmm. but it shows mm-hmm. like, that our society almost thinks if you're not yes. all you're doing, if you're not constantly working, if you're right. not constantly, in, in my view as a leader, like they, if they felt like I was stealing from them because mm-hmm. I wasn't working for them or, you mm-hmm. know, and they were used to for over a decade. I, I did. Yeah. I, I put work above everything else. And when you start not doing that, there is a transition of a mentality of your own people from it, but it shows what the society sort of show, like tells us is that the guilt around it, there's problems with it. So this is such a huge, huge topic, say, huge topic. I, you know what? I, I love that we're covering this because joy is my word for the year. And I really appreciate you sharing that, Sarah, because I can honestly say in the last two years, I've been absolutely guilty myself of not taking time to focus yeah. on joy and yes. prioritize it. And I allowed, I, I allowed it, it's my fault, but I allowed my boundaries to be completely overrun with other people's priorities. And I allowed my own joy to be left in the dust. And, you know, the last time this happened was similar to your scenario where I had a leader in my organization. We would go to Michigan every summer and I would like scrape together three to four days to try to take off all at once. That was like as much as I felt comfortable at that point in our business taking off. And I would call the check-in and I would have that leader in our organization say to me, I would say, how's everything going? And that leader would say to me, well, we're just trying to keep the team together while you're out of the office. And I, I took it as, oh my gosh, I can't take time away. Now reflecting back, I'm like, why did I ever allow that? And clearly that wasn't the right leader. But in the moment when you're working so hard to try to take time off and, and you're already feeling guilty, that just makes it that much more. And so I do yeah. I do think we really have an issue with it. And I'm it's excited we're covering. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a huge it problem. A problem. And it's something that, honestly, this conversation is even controversial to have because there's a lot of people probably cringing already listening <laughs> that are in the same boat with us that feel guilty about even having the conversation around doing something other than work with your time, with your social media, with like any of that. So today, our goal is really to focus on a couple things. We're going to focus on clarity around what brings you joy. We're going to work to have a list of what you need to say no to so you can say yes to it and how to create leverage in your life around that so that balls don't drop. They just get handled differently. Um, and well, we're going to make a list of commitments and add adding joy and spark back into our lives. Yes, yeah, Sarah, sorry, I interrupted I, I, you. I love that, say, and I want to add or just really a question. I think for mm-hmm. me, before we get into the real meat of this yeah. episode, I think so many, and, and many years ago, if I were listening, that's the place I would be. I would be like, oh, yeah. I'm listening to this one. Uh, because, <laughs> right, because we view it, for me, I have viewed it as selfish. Yes. yes. Like as a leader, as an empire builder, anytime I'm putting myself or running after my own joy, mm-hmm. that's selfish. That's not mm-hmm. putting, that's not serving my people. That's, mm-hmm. so I think, why do we think that is? Is it selfish? 
first of all. Well, I don't I don't know the answer to that, but you know, when our people, like Sarah, I was just reflecting on on your story and, and a little bit Seychelles, your story, similar thing. Yeah. And when when our people think that, that is their projection. That's their yeah. they're projecting their yeah. um you know, their their issues and and what I, I think in terms of focusing questions. And Sarah, you know that about me. We spent some time yes. together. Everything boils yes. down to a focusing question in my head. And so the focusing question is, huh, how can I create an environment as a leader right. where everybody's like legitimately excited for mm-hmm. everybody else, like finding joy? And I just, I, I was kind of quiet just now because I was pondering it, which is something yes. this yeah. podcast does it to me. I'm yeah. like, this isn't the time to ponder it, be a shelve it, ponder <laughs> later. But like sometimes <laughs> you guys will say something and I'm like, wow, that mm. like you'll get me thinking. Yeah. And I have been thinking for yeah. the last few minutes about that. Well, and I and think I, that is a good focusing question. Like as leaders, like what, what can we do yeah. to create an environment where you're like, oh my gosh, like I am so happy Sarah's doing that. My leader yeah. is getting her bucket filled. She's going to come back. She's going to be amazing next week. She's yeah. going to be tan, look great, have time for me, be <laughs> and fresh. feel thrilled Bring to me see seashells. Me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's a real question. And yeah. I think, I think too, it, it, the pace and the tone is set by the leaders. So if we're not taking time to deep dive into this ourselves, our people sure as heck are not. Yeah. And so if we're not doing it, how can we expect them to do the same? Well, and I think, Bia, you just answered the question about, yeah. like in a different way about, is it selfish? Like mm-hmm. the rea- the truth is, and, and I know like it, it's oversaid and all of those things, but every time I get on a plane, every time they every say time. the same thing, mm-hmm is if you're sitting next to someone that needs help putting their oxygen mask on, put your oxygen mask yes, on yeah, first. first. Yeah. And I think that is, it's not selfish to put your oxygen mask Mm-mm. on first. It's not selfish to run after your joy because the reality is, is that we are better for our people mm-hmm. when we have a break, when we are happy, when we're running after our joy, when we're finding mm-hmm our joy. And I think okay, so that so, was the answer, right? Yeah, that was the So answer. let's stay on this, Sarah. Yeah, let's stay on this. I'm mm-hmm. going to push you a little bit. So so do you think you're legitimately telling your people that story? Do they correlate? Do they actually understand how much your playing time has done for them? Have you told them stories about, hey, guys, I created this, this aspect of our business was created on a plane at a conference and on the way home. You know, th- this this particular, no, I know. I, no, you're shaking I, yeah. your head. I mean, that's- yeah. None that's of us why do. Your question, that's why your yeah. question is, A, I love it because it takes out any victim mindset, right? Yeah, right. Like, okay, so clearly I'm not leading in my organization. Mm-hmm. I've created this organization that they're asking me that, right? They're asking mm-hmm. like, almost like, how dare you work? Like, take that, take time off. It was a week, you guys. So just, just to be, oh, yeah. I know. See, I yeah. even have it is that. okay if it was yeah. two, by the way. Yeah, exactly. if it's, it's a month, okay. I mean, it doesn't matter what the time is. Yeah. Yes. See, the fact that you just said that, I yeah, know. You, you yeah. were like, it was just a week, you know? It's bad. Like, it, what? <laughs> it's bad. And I'm not, we're picking on you because it's just a good, you're a good case study for everybody. You yeah. know, like everybody all, feels this way. We're both guilty over here too. Yeah. But you oh, know, yeah. I remember when I like started, when I was talking with Ben Kinney, who I, I work for now, it's been like three and a half years. And we were, you know, I was a real estate agent. Like I had a team, but 
you know, I basically went from that to this leading this huge empire. And I remember when we were kind of getting down to nitty gritty, like it was getting serious, like I was going to come work for him. You know, we kind of sat down and, and we did kind of this like expectation conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, you, you know, I just want you to, you know, make sure that you buy off on and understand my rhythm. And my rhythm is I work hard and I play hard. And typically I am gone on a plane monthly at some speaking gig or conference, but mm-hmm. once a quarter I'm somewhere. And that's just kind of been my rhythm my whole career. Like I I pile a lot, like I'm all in or I'm out, like peace out. And yeah. I work best that way and you get the best of via that way. And I just want to be sure that we're clear on that. And I, I do want to understand the time off policy. I haven't been an employee in like 20 years. Yeah. And we we had a really good expectation conversation around it. And and so, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking out loud, like I probably haven't had that with my people. Like that's yeah. on me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway. It's fascinating. So I, think, I think the first, I know this technically isn't the first step in the in the podcast, but but really the first step is you are worthy of joy and you are yeah. we give you permission for those that are listening to us that you can run after your joy and you will be who more of who God made you to be when you mm-hmm. have that in your life. And yeah. so that's really step one is our mindset around this, that you you have permission and you're worthy of it. And now we're going to go into the real steps. Of that. I was just going to say now, okay, Sarah, we have to do six. I don't know what it is about us. <laughs> we have six. We, we I, I did it. Six. I gave you six. I promised I, I would give you six Seychelles steps. wrote this one. It's so <laughs> funny how it always boils down to six steps for us. It's Seriously. so weird. Yep. Okay, but yep. so that was a very, very good precursor. And I agree. That's yes. like a good mindset precursor, right? Yep. Like, so yep. maybe that's... That's sub one, but the I real agree, step yeah. one, yeah, the real step one, and get out your notepads, everybody. The real step one, although I would say write Sarah's down at the top of the page because yeah. that, that was really good, is get a notebook, is to get the notebook <laughs> to write things down, <laughs> to, you know, prep for this exercise. Yeah, just just set aside, set aside 45 minutes or an hour, you know, grab a notebook, a piece of paper, a remarkable, whatever it is that you use. And be in a place where you can, you know, not be disturbed and have white space. So my latest thing, ladies, I'm going to tell everybody my hack. My latest hack that I've done for probably six weeks now. And by the way, I will share the link on our show notes because I'm so excited about it. Yes. I put on my AirPods Air Max. Like, so those are the over ear, mm-hmm. you yep. know, really big, really great quality, whatever you have. And I have a movie score playlist on Spotify. It's like a 12-hour movie score. So now, not songs, scores. Mm -hmm. And that has been my new focus time music. And it is so good because it's kind of moody music. You know, mm-hmm. like movie scores are really good. And I've got Hans Zimmer in there, John Williams, whatever. And that has been so good for me. Anytime I have to go in a focus mode exercise, I put on my movie scores. Isn't that funny? You're, that. you're, you're stepping on my step two. Oh, oh. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, okay. My yeah. Dad. That's perfect. That's of perfect. Course I we're need pre- to actually we're read ahead, each step Sarah. with a precursor. Like, let me actually read the episode. No. <laughs> okay. So oh, okay. step one, as Via says, is you got to prep and have that alone time. Yeah. Build your bunker. Yeah. 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 Build your bunker. This is not something that you want to do around <laughs> a lot of people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Step two is honestly putting your phone on like airplane mode, I would recommend because we do want to use our phone for this, but we want to not have the distractions. And so what we do as a group is we play really awesome music like Via mentioned. Okay. Like movie right scores. on that one. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, we play really awesome music and then like 
relaxing music. Like for me, words like just movie scores. So yeah, so yeah, like, like really songs. intense movie scores. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Or Barber's okay. Adagio for Springs. <laughs> yeah, I love you know, that. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take your phone out and you're going to look at your photos. And you're going to scroll through and, and think of what sort of sparks joy. What, what's the photo you see that you can't help but start smiling, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to just take time to scroll through and really think what are things that bring you, what are things that bring you joy? And so step two is really looking at your life and then just reflecting back in terms of when were you the happiest? When have you been the happiest? And thinking about too, like, who were you with? When you were happy or, you know, these, it, like, this doesn't have to be, like, revolutionary. I was standing on top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Like, these yeah. can be the simple things, too. And I think one of the things that I found was, like, sometimes the simplest, smallest things were actually the things that brought me the most joy. True. I love the big things, too. But in my daily life, there were some really small things that I we had a huge smile on my face from that, like were surprising that I didn't anticipate that I was going to have. What about you guys? When you started this exercise, kind of were there any takeaways that you had from it as we started and you were flipping through your phone or you were starting to jot down phrases or words or locations or habits that you loved that brought you joy? A big, a big one for, for me, and I can't remember what question Wendy had asked when I first did this exercise, but she, I think she said something about like times in your life where you... What were you doing? And George and I used in college used to work out together. Uh, and I hadn't thought about that in years. But that was like a big part of our relationship. We didn't have any money. So at night, mm-hmm. we would go run the track at, at, in college and do, do some workouts. And so that was, that sort of surprised me just because I had never yeah. even, well, that's yeah, that'll a- never be on my joy. <laughs> Just, just to be clear, yeah. nothing with working out. I just want to make every, yeah, okay. But I think it's great. <laughs> okay, you can't criticize my joy. List. I am not. Okay. It's a rock star She's move. She's judging. She's I am not. Your joy. I'm jealous. Like I'm. I'm in awe. I'm in awe. Road That's trips amazing. for me was something that I was surprised got put in there. Like Nick and I used oh. to do cross country road trips, or like we did long distance for years before we were ever in the same city. So we used to have to drive back and forth to each other. We would drive to meet somewhere and then go somewhere else. And so just that like windshield time in the car where there's like, there's not an agenda and there's nothing but the two of you together was something that I was like, man, we haven't done that enough. I loved loved that time. Yeah, just travel. Travel is what always mm -hmm. like jumps out at me, you know. Via's on a beach. Yeah. No, it's not always beach. I like trips Mm -hmm. too. I just like travel more than a beach actually. Yeah. Ooh, Me too. Travel was a big one. Yeah. That was a big aha I had actually was Nick defines like trips differently than vacations. And in our family, we had always had them melded together. And that was part of the joy exercise was I realized like a vacation for Nick is where you are on a beach and you are not yeah. doing anything. And a trip is like skiing or visiting a city or something like more I'm active. With yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't, feel. like, when we did the exercise together, I didn't realize that there were two definitions. I just always lumped them together. So we would take, a in his mind, a trip, and we'd get home, and he'd be like, I need a vacation. And I'm like, what do you what do you think that just was? We just were gone for three days. I'm with so, them. Okay. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I love it. I think I've, I've redefined travel now, but I, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing until the joy exercise. So— Step three is to answer some key questions to help you take it deeper. Now that you've visually put together photos, I know some people even put together like a favorites or like a shared album of the things Mm -hmm. that bring them joy so you can go back and reflect on it. Um, 
and you've brainstormed brainstormed some of the things that bring you joy, I want you to ask a couple of questions. So I'm going to repeat these twice for you because these might be helpful to write down as a part of yes, your joy exercise. Mm-hmm. So write these down in your journal that you have out. But you know, one of the questions that's a really great one is what are the things that matter the most to you right now? And what's bringing you the most joy right now? Uh-huh. I would encourage, say, for them to do both think of personal, but then also think of work. That's what true. brings you joy yeah. at work as mm-hmm. well? Mm-hmm. I love that. And the second question is, what would you name this chapter of your life? If you were to put a name on it or a word with it or a title on it, what would you call it? And then the third one, which is a really fun one, is how do you measure success besides profitability? Like at the end of the day, money doesn't come with you. It's the things that you do with it that matter most. So, you know, what what is your measure of success at the end of the day? And then the last one on that would be, you know, what would, what like, who is with you in these moments? Who's coming with you? So... Those would be the ones that I would that I would take a look at. If you're looking at those questions, I want you to take a couple minutes and reflect on those and then move it forward to step four. Oh, that would be me. I would be step four. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a really, really good one because you've always heard people say, if you want to see like where, you know, what someone thinks is important, look at their their calendar and look at their bank statement or whatever. So what what we want to do in step four is look at your calendar and find your priorities. So I want you guys as step four to circle your top three things that bring you joy. So when you look at your day, you look at your week, you look at your month, you look at your quarter, what gets you super excited, right? And and I would say, you know, and I, having done this before, I, I do try to parse that out as far as like work activities too. Like mm-hmm. obviously a trip to Europe is going to bring me maybe more joy than a meeting. But but yeah. so what I try to do is I, I look at my day and I go, oh, I'm really excited about these two activities. Like if I look mm-hmm. at a Friday, you guys, it's always going to be podcast, right? Woo-hoo. So um, I, I mean, that's just a given. So this gives me joy. And I look at other meetings and I'm like, okay, I just got to get through that one today. You know, there's just some that are harder than others. And so to me, like you're, you're just trying to circle like in the different, you know, aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah. too, like reflecting back via when I did this exercise the first, and honestly, this last time, when I reflected back over the last two years and I was looking at my words and things that were bringing me joy and I was looking at my calendar, they were absolutely not matching up. Like it, there was a huge divide between what was what was going really well and oh, what yeah. was like, and what I'm loving doing and what I'm like loving to, you know, have joy from. And they were not showing up on the calendar. Like date nights were not on the calendar. Like workout time was not on my calendar. Like time with friends, not on the calendar. Like all of these things that brought so much joy. I went back and looked at my schedule and it was all work or it was all taking care of family. And I didn't have any of that time blocked. And so I had to go and like completely rework my schedule to figure out how all of these other things were going to start coming into play. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but like I had a I had a huge divide <laughs> if I'm being transparent. Like they did not look like they were reflecting oh, each other. Oh, I've been there. I'm probably there now. Yeah. Yeah. Say that's honestly something big happened to me this week that was something similar but on on work. I mean, I I have been so to the max. I took time off and it didn't feel like it. That's that's yeah. how much to the max I've been is like so I had a coaching call on Tuesday 
And my coach knows last April, I, I drew out this perfect job description of the things that bring mm-hmm. me joy for work, uh-huh. right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, how's that going? How's your job description going? And I was like, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't, I think I'm doing it. And he's like, can you print it out real quick? So I printed it out and I start reading this job description that I did that brings me joy. And he's like, let's look at your calendar. And I go to my calendar mm-hmm. and I'm not doing any of the things. I'm like, no wonder. (laughs) I'm like, oh my goodness. I was like, no wonder. Um, And so you have to look at your calendar and, you know, say like, are the things that bring you joy, both personal and work? And work, yeah. Yes. Like, are they on your calendar? Does it reflect that, right? And then that, then really the hardest one is, is for me at least, is step five, which you have to say no. So you can say yes. To the things, I mean, that's that bring hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's yeah. You you have to be really good at saying no. Really good at saying no. So you can make a not to do list. So when you sit down, I mean, you can almost do the reverse of this exercise. Like, what really is doesn't bring you joy, right? That mm-hmm. needs to be on your not to do list, right? The things um, that you don't need to work on. What can someone else do for you to give you back some time? So what are some mm-hmm. things you're doing right now that you can delegate, that you can leverage at home? I mean, all of the things that so many of us do at home, it's so important to look at getting leverage at home in addition to obviously for work. And then who can you pay to do that rather than um, not do it? So taking the time to say no is so, so important. So you can say yes to the Well, and Sarah, that that's like how we write job descriptions. You know, yeah. it's basically, we just put, write a list of everything that we have that has to get done. And then we just say, okay, I'm either not good at this or I don't want to do this. And, and that's literally how we write them. Yep. Yeah, that becomes somebody else's perfect job description and opportunity. Because just because you don't like to do it or you're not good at it doesn't mean somebody else looks at that list and goes, that's freaking awesome. I would love to yeah. do that all day, every day. Because as empire builders, we have to remember that we're a little bit more unusual than a lot of other people out there in this world. <laughs> so I'm being nice what when I say that, right? That was very PC. We are kind of weird. <laughs> like weird. a lot of a lot of society doesn't get us, but that's what makes us awesome. If I'm allowed to like toot all of our empire builder horns, right? Like yes. that's what makes us great. Yeah, but we have to good. we have to be good at delegating. I know when I'm Sarah, you were talking about like when you even leave town, you come back like work. It, you still felt like you were working. You're like you didn't feel like you got a break. I find when I'm the most high, that's when I have the hardest time saying no. And I almost oh, run I myself into the ground more. And so I have to like, I have to have almost like an intervention of sorts. Like it, I almost have to get so bad and so tired and so run down that then I usually end up getting sick, which I'm working on correcting that pattern. But I usually, it's like a forced break. I end up getting sick. And then that's what forces me to say no. And then I'm like, oh, I can see, I can do that. Oh yeah, I can do that. I should do that more. And then I get back in the rhythm again. And so like my personal challenge to myself this year is to stay like as healthy as I possibly can so that I can say no and enjoy the no instead of having requirements of the no and feeling like I don't get breaks because that's usually what happens for me. Yeah, we're so similar in this way, say. And I, my, my coach, it was so bad. He was like, okay, my amazing executive assistant, he was like, I need to talk with her. And he said, she needs to print out the job description, carry it around everywhere you go. Ooh, I love and every meeting you're in. And if it's not on this list, she, her job is, this is not, who's going to do this? So something comes up that needs Ooh. to happen. Yeah. Who's going to do this? Because Sarah's not, 
And so like, sometimes we have to pay someone to say no for yes. us. Because yes. we're so bad at it. Yes, that we need to, We need to have someone help us in that area. Well, you so. know, it's really interesting. And I, I know we need to go to, to step six, but, but I think it is interesting. I've just been thinking about it during this conversation because it is really hard. My word of the year, which I think you're going to hear about a lot this year, because my word of Ooh. the year is finish which is kind of a weird word of the year. But what I found so far, you know, um, into January already, we're recording this in January. And what I found so far is it's really made me pause on what I start. (laughs) So it's had more of an effect on what I start so far. It'll be interesting to see how it goes with the year goes, but I'm like, well, if my words finish, I have to be sure I can finish this if I start it. And I'm realizing this horrible habit I've had of just saying yes to so many things and having mm. so many open-ended yes projects, honestly, that I'm not finishing. It's horrible. Mm. Like it's actually been kind of humbling and kind of eye-opening, right? And so awesome. I'm, I'm listening to you guys and I'm like, yeah, I can't say no to a lot now if I if I really am committed to finishing it. And if, yeah. you know, in the four agreements, we say our word is our bond, our word right. is, you know, we are, you know, our word is, is everything, then I can't say yes to a lot right now because yeah. I have to finish it. It's really interesting. I freaking love that, Via. That is fantastic. It's a tough like, one. It's a tough yeah, one. I'm like filing that away over here. That's yeah, really good. That's really good. And you know, that it's actually a perfect segue into step six, which is, it's like you're clairvoyant today. It's really amazing. Step know. six is really commit to change moving forward. And we've we've all kind of shared with you how it's easy to fall back into like your programming that you've been raised with or your programming that you've been taught or that it's harder when you're tired to have the stamina to say no to things when you really should. And so it's a lot easier said than done because we are taught to put work first. And so what I challenge all of you to do and I give you permission to do is for this year, I want you to go plan your fun first on your calendar. I, I want you to go right now and I want you to get a month calendar on paper and or on your Remarkable. And I want you to go look at the calendar and I want you to plan where your fun is going to happen. And I want you to protect it. Because like Sarah said, your oxygen mask has to come on first. And if you don't plan your fun time, it's going to happen without you and it's not going to be as much fun as if you had planned it. So plan it, commit to it, and protect it. And then I'd love for us as part of step six to maybe share some of our hacks that we have because I hear that where it's like, well, what am I going to do? Like, I don't have the time to plan a vacation right now. I don't have the time to, you know, figure out where we're going to go for date nights. Like, I'll tell you, we just, on our date nights right now, we're doing the same restaurant every single time because it's delicious and we're going to Uchi and it's fabulous and I love it. And we're just doing the same spot because I'm like, I don't have the energy to figure out new restaurants right now. We are So we're just going to our favorite one and that's okay because it's protected time and it's going to be great. You know, I would love to hear from you guys some of your hacks or things that are bringing you joy that are inserting into your life for this year. Just so our listeners maybe have a jumping off point um, for them as they're, you know, you guys are working on yours too. Yeah, I think for for me, following the 12-week year system has been huge and taking time to reflect back on the score. And what I committed to this year is scoring joy, which Mm. is the first time I've done that because I've always scored key actions in terms of work and my health, but I have Mm. not kept score on joy. And so adding that down for me is like, okay, how did I, how do I score myself on joy in the last 12-week year? And what do I need to do in the next one to make sure that scores where it needs to be? Oh, I love I that. I love that. 
So I I would say on this, it's interesting you said schedule fun, and I I love that. But I think for me, it's it's scheduling. It's not quite fun. It's more joy. <laughs> it's yeah. more can, you know what bring like what brings me fulfillment. So yes. because mm. I, you know at the end of the day, like I still need to work out and, and, and I love spinning. Right. So I wouldn't, I don't know if that's fun as much as it's the most fulfillment I'm going to get out of that circle, Mm -hmm. you know, out of that Mm -hmm. workout circle. Mm -hmm. And, and I look at my, you know, my, my work and Sarah kind of similar to you. I I hit a wall where I had let my role get really operational and managerial. And that's just not my strong suit. It's not what I, it's not where you want me, you know? Yeah. And so I, I have definitely extricated from that. But, but the, the thing I wanted to end my like little two bits on with this is that it takes a while to get used to changing your pace. Yes. And so give yourself time, understand that it is going to be a process. If you're like me and you're, you're used to just a frenetic energy and like going and blowing mm-hmm. and you have to mm-hmm. pack all the stuff in a day and it, it, it takes a while to scale your your calendar down because you do feel like you're not as productive. You do feel mm-hmm. like you're not working as much and you just have to kind of keep focusing on it, keep focusing on, okay, is what I'm doing moving the needle forward? Yes, it is. It's actually mm-hmm. better. And and it just I just want to kind of give everybody permission to let this be a transition time because it was really hard. I was addicted I to the freneticness. So mm. anyway, that's, that's... That's so good. And... I mean, you're you're sparking a thought for me, Via, which is most of the time, if you are an entrepreneur, you have a really high capacity. And yeah. you're so right. Because we have a high capacity, we have a high ability for achievement and yeah. a desire um, with dopamine to fulfill that. And so you do feel like you are, quote unquote, being less productive. But by putting in white space, I know all of us love our bubble baths or our walking time or our thinking time or our coffee time. Like by putting in those things of joy, A, the rest of our circles in our life are going to be happier with us and we're not going to feel guilt in those areas. But B, I think we're going to be far more effective with the time that we have because we know where it needs to squeeze. We know what we're willing to give it and we're going to maximize and squeeze every piece of effectiveness out of that time because that's what we're willing to give it. Yep. So so good. I... um. I needed this today, you guys. Oh my goodness. I so thank too. you for yeah. being just remarkably smart co-hosts and just like bringing it back to focus on joy. And so we hope our listeners enjoyed today. And we want you to take a deep dive into what brings you joy. We reviewed how to put it on the calendar to build your list of say no to say yes. And then of course, looking at leverage and making sure that you're focusing on all of the things that spark joy, bring you happiness and All of this goes back to building a big business, but an even bigger life, right? At the end of the day, we can have this big business, but if our life isn't big and part of what we view as a big life is running towards your joy. So we give you permission to do that today. Take the time. We would love to hear from our listeners on those that have done the the exercise and what brings you joy. So go out there, build a big business and even bigger life. And we would also be honored for you to give us a five-star review. So we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.